right, welcome back to Going Long on First. Coming at you from another Tuesday night. We're going to do our final mock draft tonight before the big thing. Just a few weeks away, crazy enough. Feels like it's, uh, it's we've been at a turtle's pace here getting to this draft, but um, some big some big draft news again that we'll we'll discuss last week was the Niners moving up. This week we have other news, not so much free agency news once again, but trade talks, trades all around. That'll probably be the theme for the next couple of weeks leading up to the draft, and then of course draft night we always get trades. Um, so we'll we'll dive into that a little bit. We'll talk about some of the some of the top free agents remaining. Um, see if we can find them some homes, some hypothetical homes. Um, should be a, a fun. Of course, we'll go into our top five A and B. Uh, this is Jeremy's specialty right here. We got returners, kick returners, punt returners, however you want to label them. Next week we'll do kickers, so we'll split the specialists here. Um, so we'll do that right now and all time, of course. Going to some Benson's brain busters. Owen's back in the chair. Jeremy and I are at the mercy of Benson's brain. We'll see how that goes. You guys are so screwed. I can't wait. Well, after last week, I am I'm a little nervous. So Owen, you're back in the saddle again, huh? He is. <clears throat> and then we'll end we'll end the show. Um, you know, we'll 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 get our mock in there, of course. So so yes. That's what we're all really waiting for. Good thing we didn't do it last week. You're absolutely right. And we'll probably need to do another one next week, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, let's, let's start the show with the big news that happened yesterday. I was like, you know, after we talked about a little bit, I was like, good timing. Cause then we could just jump right into it today. So Sam Darnold, who the jets are at two. So the big talk is, you know, before this happened, is Sam Donald the guy or the Jets going to go with Zach Wilson after his huge pro day? He's solidified number two. So there's still that, that dilemma there. Then yesterday the news broke Sam Donald traded to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 six, a 2022 second and a 2022 fourth. So really not a huge haul for him. I guess that didn't surprise me. You get a second round pick in there. So that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, so Darnold to the to the Panthers. Jets are at two now. They're probably going to take Zach Wilson, I'm sure. As we've said, you know, the draft probably starts at three now, so it'll be interesting tonight where we where we lay our mock. Um, yeah, the Jets Jets are for sure a done deal. I mean, Jeremy would say that the the draft starts at pick four because he's oh. so sure about his pick with the 49ers. Mac Jones going three, huh? Seems to be the case. See, Jeremy can't even defend himself. He knows, he knows that it's wrong. He can't, he can't handle the the ridicule right now. He's not, he's not currently indisposed at the moment. And I'm not taking free shots at him because he can't respond. He just, of course, is just speechless. You know, Jeremy's not taking free shots at me because I just got cheese in my hair. Nothing. That's not nothing what to do with this. For all the viewers yeah. out there, I, I pleasantly apologize. There's some lightning outside and thunder but uh most importantly i got cheese in my hair get together dude you know you know we could almost call you a cheese head jeremy no cheese hair get a different get it right Seth. get it right Seth. same difference same difference same thing i'll give you that i'll give anyways that. all right anyway so is zach wilson number two is that pretty much that's that's just locked in place is that what's going I on i think now? that's a lock 
I think that's an absolute lock now with the trade that just happened. Um, it would be pretty foolish for that to get. Sam Darnold was like a good back, like moving forward chess piece. But now that he's gone, yeah, you're, you're locked into a quarterback there for sure. Yep, I, I would agree. I mean, the, the, like I mentioned before, the talk was, will the, will the Jets take Zach Wilson and hang on to Darnold or they move him after the draft if they do land Zach Wilson kind of thing? But now it pretty much just sets it up to where the top two picks are pretty much locked in. Everybody would be surprised if it doesn't happen. Um, but I guess we, we move on to the Panthers. What are the Panthers doing now? So they still have Teddy two gloves at this moment. Now that could change, obviously, in the next hour, day or two. I read, I read today that they are giving Teddy the, the ability to speak to other teams about the possibility of joining their rosters. Um, let me pull it up real quick. I got – they have as much money – they have as much money invested. Yeah, here it is. The Panthers are scheduled to pay $41 million in 2022 to Teddy Bridgewater, $22 million, and Sam Darnold, $19 million, because they just signed his fifth-year option as soon as they got him. The Chiefs are going to pay Mahomes $41 million. Hmm. That, that goes to show – that goes to show having the best quarterback situation in the NFL versus constantly looking for somebody. You know, you just – you make these mistakes all the time, and you end up – you end up wasting money ultimately, you know what I mean? Um, but no, I, I think Darnold's an upgrade, I think, youth-wise, and then he's just he's got more ability than Teddy. I mean, Teddy has kind of shown what he is at this point. Darnold hasn't yet, but uh I think anybody that kind of watched him at USC would say the dude's got he's got high ability, that's for sure. But uh it'll be interesting because I think Teddy's gone now. Where does he go? You know, what I mean, that's the next question. Where does he end up? I I think Teddy will definitely have plenty of suitors. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if New England jumps in there or even the Saints maybe jump back in there. He goes back to New Orleans. That would be an interesting flip right there. I I mean, they could do it. I mean, have three quarterbacks competing against each other pretty much. Seems counterintuitive a little bit. Well, it's going to be a a cluster mess for sure. Oh, yeah. I think anywhere he goes because – any team that brings him in isn't going to view him as the the guy. He's going to be no. <clears throat> potentially a bridge quarterback for some younger guy or a veteran backup kind of thing. Last um, resort type of exactly. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith role now going into his late twenties. Uh, exactly. It. Yeah, I mean, is it? It's not great for Teddy, obviously, but it, I think he's probably a great option for Carolina. Um, it didn't seem like they were bidding against anybody uh, for the services of Donald anymore. Now that, I mean, you know, Chicago, Indy, they're all out of it. Um, I didn't hear too much of any trade chatter with, with Darnold. So, yeah. Yeah. I read, a, I read a report. I think it was Shefty said something that they were the only actively pursuing team for Darnold. And, but I don't know. I think it's good for both of those for the Jets, for the Panthers, and for Darnold himself. So Teddy's kind of the only loser in this whole trade. Um, but still very exciting. You don't see a lot of wins like that, right? You got a guy, he needs a new change, he needs a change of scenery, he needs a new spot, he needs a new system, still has loads of potential, as you guys mentioned, and he's still only as old as some of the quarterbacks in this current draft. I believe he's 24. 
24? So Darnold's really young. Darnold's yeah. really young. He was the he youngest is, one coming out. I think he was 20 when he came out. He's old, as old as Joe Burrow, right? Like, Yep. Burrow come out a little old. So, yeah. Good for, good for the Panthers. Now, they, now they're in a weird spot with their pick, though. They could just take best available, or maybe you trade Teddy and you move back in the draft and kind of recoup of whatever you just went and got Darnold for. And because they still have plenty of pieces on the defense to get and the offensive line. Their skill positions are pretty set. I don't know. But it's still pretty exciting. The quarterback move itself. I think they could flip Teddy easily for a four, I would say. They could probably get a four for him, four or five. Which, you know, that doesn't bring a whole lot back, but it does add something. I mean, and they really only gave up a sixth-round pick this year. The two bigger picks are for next year. So they're still sitting, what, at seven? They're still sitting there. I mean, they could hypothetically, you know, move back in the first round and pick up. They're at eight. Okay. So, I mean, they're at eight, seven, eight, whatever. Um, So they move back from eight and they pick up, you know, another late first round pick, second round pick. I mean, they could load up. Of course, I read today that there's still a chance they might take a quarterback at eight. The Panthers might. Now, that would be a little insane. That would be, especially if Teddy's still on the team. You know, now to me, it's not the worst idea to keep him on the team as a veteran backup, you know, in case Darnold does get injured because he has had some injury concerns in case he doesn't pan out the way he they want him to, which is obviously, uh, you know, a, that's hypothetical there, but um, it could happen, possibility. But I think with Darnold, you have he's easily going to have the best weapons out of his career. I mean, he's going to have McCaffrey back there. He's got Robbie Anderson. He's got um, reunited with Robbie Anderson. He played yeah, with him in the yeah. Jets on the Jets, and they, yeah. they were quite the combination too when they played together. Oh well, yeah, um, Robbie Anderson got a big payday from Carolina because of that. You know, run, run CMC is the best thing that's going to do. The running back, and uh, I think they stay at eight and they go up to Pitts. They need a tight end. Go get a tight end. See, I don't know. That's where I'm excited for this mock, depending on the order. I don't know if Pitts will be there at eight. I really don't. I don't know if he will either. I assume I assume since he goes with Jamar. Um, See, things that I've been listening to the last couple of days is apparently with what Pitts did at his pro day is he really turned a lot of eyes and he might be the first non-quarterback off the board. In this I wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think Jamar probably turned a lot of eyes too because he's more athletic than any of the receivers that are really coming out recently. And the people were comparing him to Anquan Bolden. And it's like he's the build and like the attributes of Bolden, but he's m- more physically gifted. Like the dude's fast and he had a 40-something vertical. Like, yeah, I know. Everybody had a 4, 3, 9, 40 this year. So makes you wonder how much of that is pro day. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, everybody. There was the conspiracy theory thrown out that uh, each individual school was making one section of the field like the hash that <laughs> the marks were just a like slightly closer together, like really milli- millimeters or whatever. just enough, just, just enough. enough to throw off a point zero two yeah. on your on your forty. I, Obviously, that's what it seems like, though. Everybody's running fast. This just wait till next year and have all the combine times get bloated. 
it always seems like pro day numbers are always slightly elevated than like combine numbers because obviously you got guys who, you know, at Florida, at Alabama, wherever, you know, these big schools, they, they have people there to purposely make them look a little bit better than what they normally do anyways. So, yeah. Anyways, I mean, it would surprise me too if Carolina takes a quarterback at eight, but I mean, that would, what does that say then about Darnold to them if they do take a quarterback at eight? I mean, they didn't, they didn't invest that much in those, what, next year's second and like a late pick this year and a late pick next year? It wasn't yeah, that so much was a, invested. A, no, you're right. They didn't. But they go out and they get a guy right before the draft and they give up a second round pick and a fourth round pick next year. You know, the second round pick is, is a sizable, you know, a sizable move. And, you know, if they move on from Teddy, that shows that I would think that shows they have some faith in, in Darnold to do this, but I guess we'll see. I mean, you know, as Jeremy says, you draft a quarterback every year. So I suppose they need you to should. You should, you should take a quarterback. Not at eight. I would go, if Pitts is there, he's the lock for me. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, I would. Yeah, absolutely. I th- because I mean, that would be perfect for, for that offense as a tight end, a big movable chess piece tight end. Like that, that'd be ideal. Yep. 100%. Right on. You got that right, bub. <laughs> got that right, bub. We'll what, geez, you're trying right. to get into the mock draft already. You're just jumping a I'm little just, bit too far ahead. We got plenty I'm of just, stuff to get through and I'm plenty of questions for you to get wrong. I'm just, so just teasing, I'm just teasing the just teasing the uh, the listeners is all. Just just if, give them a taste. If I got to hold myself back, you do too, God damn it. All right. Just all a right. tickle, Owen. Just a tickle. All right. But all right, let's go back to Teddy then. Let's go back to Teddy. Where, where would be some good potential places for him to land? Obviously, we mentioned New Orleans, which already has some cornerback competition, but it is a friendly place for him. It's, it's um, you know, he's been there before, so he would know it. He'd be with Sean Payton. But what are some other potential places that he could land that would be advantageous for him? I think um, I think it's going to turn into a situation kind of similar to like what the Eagles did with Bradford a couple years ago. Hold him into training camp, wait for somebody to get hurt, flip him. Unless you get offered something real good, like right around the draft, you know, unless you get offered something. If somebody in the draft doesn't come out with who they wanted, then flip them. Um, but I, I get the feeling that uh, – He's going he's gonna to be sitting there for a while. See, how you made the comment that you could hold on to both of them. That's what I thought the Jets should have done. Hold on to Darnold. Go draft the quarterback at two. Have him battle it out in the, in the, you know, the offseason. Darnold's going to win that, I think. I think Darnold's the better quarterback there. I agree. I mean, he's more, he's, he's more pro-ready and everything. And then it's like, at worst, you've got this, this young guy that nobody knows anything about other than his draft you know, profile. You can flip him for something early, or Darnold's no good. You you just cut him. You know he's just cut bait. But um, as far as Teddy, you know the thing about it is when you sit here and think about it, Denver I don't think is that good of a spot for him. I think you need a big arm for Denver, and Teddy don't really have a big arm. Oh yeah, he does. Um, New England I I understand, but is Teddy really that much of an upgrade on Cam? Cam played with like nothing last year. You know, well, Teddy had that, weapons. Wouldn't that be a story? Teddy comes in, replaces Cam, and then he goes there to, to back up Cam. I think if I was any team and I was interested as, in Teddy, 
I think Saints is like numero uno. I think that's probably the first spot. And then I would think like maybe Miami as a backup, you know, depending on how they feel about Tua. Um, the Texans could throw their hat in the ring. They clearly need a quarterback. Um, Deshaun Watson's probably going to be playing football in prison next year, kind of like Mike Vick used to. Um, I mean, there's a couple spots, but it's it's literally like maybe those three, you know. Houston about- obviously has an issue at quarterback. And then Miami, and I would say New Orleans is probably the best fit for him. What about a reunion in Minnesota? Backup. Yeah, but is he, an up, is he is, but he's an upgrade over Kirk? I mean, that's the thing is he would go there as a backup, you know? I mean, in, I don't know who they have as a backup, nobody that I know of, but, I mean, he would, right. be, a, he would be a good backup in case anything does happen to Kirk. Kirk's also admit- in the last year of his deal, I believe, too. I just don't envision any of these teams making a trade for a backup quarterback. You know what I mean? I mean, if you can throw a, a fifth, fourth, fifth round pick on them, especially maybe after the draft, you're probably right. I, I don't – chances are he probably doesn't get moved before the draft. We'll see what happens with the draft, which is why I think free agency has slowed way down because teams are waiting for the draft now. And then they'll pick up the pieces afterwards, the things that they don't get. So it wouldn't surprise me if the same thing happens with Teddy. But I think there's a couple logical places where he could go. I don't see Chicago either. I mean, the Chicago's all over Andy Dalton for some reason. But and yeah, but the thing about that too is like to play in Chicago, you got a big arm because exactly. of that wind. Exactly. You know, you're right there on the lake. You gotta have a big arm. Um God, I don't know. I just I get the feeling the smart thing would to do would be unless you just have somebody come after you with some crazy deal. Uh, in the draft because they don't end up with the quarterback they want. Say Atlanta does take a quarterback, and then somebody's like, oh, man, I really want a Fields. Oh, man, I really want to trade Lance. And say Atlanta takes him. Then, yeah, I go trade for Teddy. You know, that's a, that's a good pickup. Um, but, man, I just – I think those three teams is, like, the ones that make the most sense in my head. What, are you going to oh. send him to Vegas? Owen, just, just to end this up, if you could envision the perfect place for Teddy, where would it be? Well, I was just going to mention, uh, now that Jeremy's done flapping his gums, you know, as always, I'm just, I'm just, just kidding. I'm getting you fired up for later, that's all. Um, uh, you know, we don't put a ton of stock in Mike Florio, obviously. He's, he's very mixed in his reporting with, in opinion pieces, but it was reported that the Broncos are the, are the early favorite to be targeting him or he did they like confirm that they're in talks i guess or they're there's batting it around interest. yes that's the word and seahawks and 49ers are also the other two teams flying under the radar that have been connected to these talks even before the darnold trade so uh interesting prospects i don't know the seahawks if they're expecting <laughs> a, a russell wilson departure or if they're just looking for a you know, higher profile backup. They do that sometimes. That's kind of a Seahawks thing. Just to, just to throw that in there, I believe it was Carlos Dunlap, who's still with Seattle, came out today, tweeted, or I don't know, I saw it today, Bleacher Report through something out there, that Russell is coming back. He, he's already <laughs> spoke with numerous players or teammates or whatever and said that he's their guy. He ain't going anywhere kind of thing. He's just voicing. At least for the year. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. You can take that for what it is, of course. You know, you got, you know, a teammate, a friend, I would assume, you know, coming out and saying that. We'll see what happens. But apparently, according to them, he's staying in Seattle. He ain't going anywhere. 
Now it wouldn't be a bad backup for Russell as well. I mean, I would take I would take Teddy as a backup. I mean, it's always a good idea to have a good backup. So in case something happens to your quarterback, you still want to have a shot to win, especially if this guy is going to be playing multiple games. Not a bad idea if that if you can get him for the right price. Now where yeah, does it go to the, for just for all the teams that aren't going to spend the first pick on a backup quarterback this year? Um, yeah, it might be a good idea. <laughs> sorry, Seth. I'm sorry. I'm still there's a little salt. Okay, but give him to the That's Eagles. All right, Owen. That's all right. Yeah, you can go to the Eagles. Yeah. You know, the actually, Eagles. I, I was going to say there's probably two spots in the NFC East that make sense for him: Washington and Philly. Now, I mean, not it's not the best time for him to be shopping around anyway. So Washington, Philly, Washington you know, doesn't make sense because they just brought in Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is a one-year guy. Teddy's got five years plus. Fitzpatrick's there for you. Fitzpatrick was talking about retiring like a month ago. Fitzpatrick, if him and um, Frank Gore ain't ever retiring, all right? That's just what how it's going to be. Seth, they will someday. I hate to break it to you, but someday they will. I think as much as the Eagles um, hold at a high at a high price point to the backup quarterback, I mean, yes, we just brought in Flacco. But um, Teddy is actually like a real backup. Unless they're going down with a path with like, hey, we're going with Jalen and we don't want any competition in the room, you know. But um, those are two other options like where I just think like wouldn't surprise me, you know. I think I think that's the probably the mentality of Carolina as well, which is why they want to move on from Teddy is Sam. I mean, if they don't draft a quarterback, Sam is the guy. We don't want any competition in here. It's Sam, Sam or nothing, you know, we don't want Teddy in here muffling things up, messing with Darnold's head and things like that. So I could see that being a possibility as well. But anyways, we'll come at you next week. We'll see if Teddy's still on the team or not. It'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure he'll be moved one, one way or the other, whether he's probably end up in, probably end up in Green Bay. Better not. Yikes. Um, so let's not go there. All right. Let's not go there. <laughs> anyways all right so as i mentioned at the beginning free agency has been pretty quiet as the last couple of weeks so i went in and i found some of the nfl's top like remaining free agents so I, I threw some in here i thought we could find them a home um see where we think these guys can go just kind of like what we did with teddy uh but these guys are free agents so so i'm gonna give you guys some names you know think on it a little bit and you know, tell me a place that we go. I'll start with Owen's, Owen's favorite player of the 2020 football season, Mr. Jadavian Clowney. He is still out there, um, and I believe he is still injured. So we'll see if he's playing next week. But Jadavian Clowney still out there. Crazy enough, after all the hype this potential this guy's had for what five, six years now since he's been in the league, has never lived up to it really. I mean, he's had some spark seasons and, you know, games and things, but hasn't put on a full season. Obviously, the injury injury history is surrounding him, but it's crazy that he's still out there. You know, where, what are some options maybe? Why is he still out there? Where could he go that would be a good fit for him? I wonder, he's in that weird no man's land where it's like the talent is undeniable, but the injury makes a lot of teams not even engage in the conversation, you know? 
So I wonder, he's probably just going to have to find a year deal somewhere and he's going to have to put together a full season where there wasn't a major injury. Obviously you can live with a, a game off or two or some rotation time, but I mean, it seemed like the Falcons kind of jumps up to me. Uh, just, just some of these devoid of pass rush teams in general, like the Titans would have been another spot if he had not already been there, done that and it didn't work. But I think the Falcons, you get them, you know, the offense is still good enough to carry into the playoffs. You just got to boost that defense a little bit. It seems like the draft there, you know, it's highly probable that they'll pick a successor to Matt Ryan. Um, So why not boost the defense elsewhere? Give a shot. It's one of those, like, if it works, outstanding. And if it doesn't, we lost, you know, $5 million, hopefully. Hopefully not too much more than that, even though it's clowny. So, I don't know. We'll see how that contract situation goes. I, I see two places, two places in my head. Atlanta's a good one. I didn't think about them um, when I was doing this. Obviously, I think Tennessee would be a logical place for him to go back to. He's been there. And another place that he's already been at, Seattle. I think Seattle would be another spot. They they need some pass rushing help. Um, you know, that that's, I think, their biggest weakness on that defense, it seems like. So they could use that. Now, whether he gives that consistently, of course. I think he's going to have to take a one-year deal no matter where he goes. Nobody's going to give him more than two, one or two years. Maybe two years somebody gives him, but I would be surprised. So I think – and a lot of these guys that will be on this list. But I think this is the biggest thing. He's still the one with the potential – but maybe he'll make his, his rounds around the league and just, you know, kind of see how many teams he can land on before his career is done. Maybe maybe <laughs> he'll find the fit. You know, he's already been on, what, four teams now? Three teams? Texans, Seahawks, Titans. Was there another three, one? Three, maybe four, depending on where he signs, unless he signs with one back one of them again. Jeremy. I guess the other – oh, yeah, go ahead. No, that's all right. I was just going to bring Jeremy into the conversation. but Jeremy, why don't, you, think, why don't you go come back in? I think Cleveland – is that, where I would yeah. like to see him in it the most. I think Cleveland by far. New England wouldn't surprise me with the way they've been spending money. Um, and he's just kind of that movable, movable chess piece that Bill would like, you know. And then, like, Baltimore. Those are three places right there. Defense yep. heavy would probably get the most out of him. Um, but I could see both, all, all three of them. Seattle wouldn't surprise me. I think if he got a reunion, he would be in Seattle. Can you believe, or can you just imagine the Browns if Clowney stays healthy with Clowney and Garrett on the outside booking in? Like, that's you know, scary. He, he's not the crazy pass rusher. He's just super athletic. But that guy's a hell of a run stopper. Like, tackle for loss, that's like what he's really known for, just blowing stuff up in the backfield. Yep. And then you put Miles Garrett on the other side, who's constantly going to get doubled. Yeah, you got, you got real problems there. Yep. That would be the the best and worst situation for the best the situation for them and worst situation for the AFC North, especially poor Ben Roethlisberger. If that happens, you know, another team, just, just to flip one out, I wouldn't surprise if Kansas city got involved. They need something on defense too. And I mean, That's Kansas true. city could probably get them on the cheap. You know, you got to think uh, court, uh, with having, you know, Pat Mahomes there. I mean, defend, why would you not want to go play there? You just get to play with your, you know, your ears back, just rest in the pass for the whole game, you know? Because you're always going to be up for the most part. That'd be at one spot that I think he ends up probably in the AFC. Honestly, I, th- I think I think the Chiefs would be entertaining as well. It's another good one. So, all right, a couple of the names that I got 
so I got I pretty much got two 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 defensive guys, two offensive guys. So the next guy is one of the best offensive linemen, one of the best right tackles in the league two years ago. Last year he was hurt for most of the year and it showed, but Mitchell Schwartz, who is currently a free agent, um, was the Chiefs right tackle for the last couple of years. Um, like I mentioned, he was a pro bowler a few years back, rated one of the best right tackles in the league, was hurt most of last year, so didn't really get to play too much. But Mitchell Swartz, I mean, see a guy that goes back to KC maybe on a cheap deal. Wouldn't mind seeing him in Green Bay. I probably won't I have think him. I want to chime in real quick. I've been reading a lot about this because they went and got Kyle Long. Yep. They got Rodney Hudson, right? Rodney Hudson was the other one? No. Um, oh, Rodney, Rodney Hudson went to Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Yeah, they got the right. guy from New England. They got the guy from New England. Oh, Joe Thune. Joe Thune. Thune. Those are the two big signings. They haven't really signed anybody else, right? Nope. They got the two. I think Schwartz is back. I think he's back for sure. Um, now, left tackle is going to be the question mark there. You know what I mean? Because um, who's all out there? Villanueva is out there. Um, their left tackle, Eric, what's his Eric Fisher. out there? Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher's out there. There's three of them. Shoot, Jason Peters is out there. Reunion with Andy over there. Um, anything that doesn't have him on the Eagles. I think Schwartz is back for sure of, the, of those linemen there. Just he, It's a back injury that he's out with. And I think if anybody's going to take a shot on him, it's going to have to be Ken. If he wants to still play, because I think he's, what, 32? 33. He's in his 30s now, and he's got that injury, which yep. is why I think he's still on this list, which is why he's not on a team, is because of that injury and now his age and things like that. Yep. I think if uh, if anybody take, takes a chance on him, and I think if he takes a, a cheap deal, it's got to be Kansas City, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think he's probably, of anybody on this list, Seth, probably the one that stays home. I, I think yeah, it's for sure. Best fit. For yeah. Sure. Definitely likely because, I mean, they got, like you guys said, they got Long and Thune, but neither of them are tackles. Um, it's probably just a good way to get out of the current contract and see where they fall coming into the draft. So the Chiefs are definitely likely. both their tackles. Both yes. Both of the yeah. tokens. So they can still spend, you know, the first round on a very tackle-heavy first couple rounds of the draft. Yep. Um, and still re-sign Schwartz afterwards. Uh, the Ravens, too. I know they, you know. Orlando Brown keeps – who knows how that situation is going right now. Um, but if they if they end up having to make that trade, I mean, Mitchell Schwartz would be a nice just slipping right back in to the right tackle. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing him in Green Bay, especially because David Bakhtiari probably won't be around for the first month, month and a half of the season. So the Packers are going to need an answer there. Wouldn't be a bad veteran guy to bring in. Um, kind of like a Jared Valdir type. But Mr. Schwartz is, I think, a little better right now than Valdir was when the Packers brought him in. But, you know, it's the same type of player. Um, all right, so the next two guys I have on this list are probably the two biggest profile names out there. Um, next one is a corner, Richard Sherman, of course, the last big name out there. There's been a lot of talk about him at the beginning. I know there are some connections to Green Bay, at least a little bit from what I've heard, the Green Bay threads going on out there. But, you know, obviously potentially a reunion back in Seattle has been thrown out there, you know, going back to San Francisco too. But Richard Sherman at his age and some of the injuries he's had, 
you know, he's an all pro just two years ago. So, you know, still has that potential, but a guy like Richard Sherman, who's been one of the best corners over the last decade, you know, you would think the next place he goes is it's where he's going to end his career. So, you know, where's his swung song kind of, kind of year ending. Uh, tough. It's tough. Cause of course I'd like to say the Packers. Uh, I'm not sure. You would like to say the Packers? Happen. I would. Yeah. I would. I would think as if I was a Packer fan, the last thing I'd want was Richard Sherman. You're going to have to give not, that guy just a fat contract, and you're going to be lucky if you get 16 games. It was 17 games. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. is like obviously we can't give a fat contract to anybody. So Exactly. That's why <laughs> so, I, I think that's uh, probably – It's more of a pipe dream on that for him to come for cheap. I think um, the, the pros there, at least coming from a Packer standpoint – real quick that they throw this in is the longer he sits there, the cheaper he's going to get. Cause eventually he's just going to want to be like, well, I'll take something rather than nothing. You think, but I would think somebody with like Richard Sherman's an intelligent guy. He's going to get his, he's going to get his bread wherever he goes. I don't, I don't see you guys being able to pull it off. Cause you just don't have the money to do it. And I yeah. think honestly, I, I get it. Richard Sherman is, you know, he's got this great career, but yo, he don't have, he don't have the long speed. You think Kevin King was getting burnt Seth last year? Sherm's going to get burnt more than that. Because you guys actually, you don't just run like stone all the time. You guys actually man up a lot. You know, and that's what Alexander's strength is, is being sticky in coverage and just gluing him on somebody. If you got Alexander on one side of the field stuck to a guy, you're not going to go, hey, Sherm, we want you to man up. He's a he's a press bail cover three guy. You know what I mean? It's- it's true, but I believe the new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, uh, there will be a little more emphasis or at least a, uh, more of an even mix of zone demand, which will be interesting to see how Alexander uh, Alexander's player reacts to that. And I did, yeah, like I let off with the Packers, and I don't, but I don't actually think that's happening. I think um, something weird, like, I, like the Cowboys could be one. I know uh, – Dan I can Quinn see the Cowboys. Cowboys defensive coordinator now. He, you know, he was the defensive coordinator in Seattle with the, the primetime Legion of Boom. Um, so that could be an option. Just and then any other, like I don't know, the like the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are pretty much a destination for everybody. Yeah. Um. Uh, just because any of old the talent level, the obviously. Defender. Yeah, that will come there for cheap, obviously. And then, uh, and even more than the Bucks, because the Bucks are the Bucks roster all over is pretty set. They could take some chances on some young guys in the draft, but the old guys probably uh, don't have a spot to fill there at this current moment. Yeah. Casey, I mean, Casey and Tampa are probably your two big destinations as a veteran guy, hoping to get a ring. Those are probably your two top spots. I would think green Bay would be up there if they have the money, of course. Um, but you know, obviously green Bay has been very successful the last two years, been super close been the NFC championship last two years. So, you know, maybe, maybe a one year cheap deal, hopefully get a ring. That's another place that you could throw in there too. All right. Last name I got at you. We kind of hinted at him a little bit, but Antonio Brown. So a guy who's coming from a one year deal with, uh, obviously the Super Bowl champs, but Antonio Brown, there's been a lot of talk with him coming back to Tampa, but apparently what I've read at least the last couple of days is that the, the sides are not on agreement on a monetary side of it. So 
I'm sure he'd like to go back to Tampa. Good shot at one in the ring. But if not Tampa, where else does Antonio Brown go? You know, Seth, I was just reading about this earlier because I was seeing tweets between what was it? It was Antonio Brown and another player on the box. And it was about get the deal done, get the deal done. I don't think he'll sign anywhere else. I truly just don't. I think it's Tampa or bust for him. Now, I think if there was another team that has the ability to offer him a contract that he'll actually take, it would be funny enough what I'm going to mention him again. Kansas City, you know, somebody with a great quarterback. But I don't see Antonio Brown – I don't see him going anywhere but Tampa, honestly. Now, if you were to push me to take somebody, it won't be Pittsburgh. It won't be Vegas. Um Maybe the, I mean they're not the Rams. I honestly, the, a team that would throw money at him would be like the Cowboys, because um, the Cowboys make stupid decisions like that. Um, I think he, honestly, like it's so hard to just pick somebody because I, I honestly think it's Tampa or bust. I don't think he'd sign anywhere yeah, else. I I agree with you, especially since he like the Instagram post, like mm-hmm. yeah, just sign me Tampa. Um, the only one, uh, a couple connections would would be the Ravens. That'd be like the only one because Marquise. You think he'd go there? Yeah, but you think he'd go there? I again, like very, very unlikely compared to Tampa Bay. But if there was one that I could see just because of the connections that are set, uh, Marquise Brown, first cousins, Lamar Jackson, he has a good relationship with Lamar. Lamar wanted the Ravens to they sign throw, him just last they offseason. They throw together a lot too. I was going to say they throw <laughs> together a lot in the offseason. So, um, you know, obviously you you look at what happened to Dez. Last year with the Ravens is probably not great for veteran receivers going to Baltimore, but not that that really matters. Just the optics don't play good for someone signing a big contract. But uh, yeah, that'd be the only weird one I could think of. What about KC? No, <laughs> again, just the, they're they're always an option, really. I think refill that. Um, not almost refill the Sammy Watkins role, but. I think he'd be a perfect slot guy for them. Uh, they don't really have that too much. Nicole Hardman kind of, but he's more of a burner type of guy where Antonio Brown would be an ideal slot position there where they don't really have that other than Travis Kelsey, I suppose. Obviously, he was a good slot receiver. So, all right. Yeah, I thought that was, you know, some of these um, free agent people still out there, it's quiet. So I thought I'd maybe try to reinvigorate the free agency fires, see what happens, so. But I'm sure, uh, I'm sure not much will happen until after the draft. But it'll get interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, some good right. thoughts. I didn't think of uh, a lot of other the the unlikely or destinations for a lot of those guys. And you know, yeah. you forget like those guys are still out there, very good players. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, I was going through the list, and I'm like, wow, this guy. I mean, a lot of these guys would huge, huge upgrades for teams. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's that kind of it's that time of year where. You know, these teams are, they make those big splashes at the beginning and then they wait for the draft to see if they can get some young guys to bring in. And then they come back to these veterans, hopefully getting them on a, on a cheap deal, cheap veteran deal. So, oh, and you remember what that uh, veteran minimum is from last week? Shoot. Uh, <laughs> no, 900, 900K? Uh, I think that's for um, a seven year, a seven year vet. I think a three year vet is. 705 or something like that so anyways um, you know Owen, i just had to bring it up one more time you just had to stab me in the heart again just right jeremy before- knew, of course of course jeremy knew 
Anyways, let's jump into our top five A and B. We got returners this week, like I mentioned at the beginning of the pod here. We got uh, returners. Next week, we'll do kickers. Um, that'll be, for the most part, ending our, um, our positional players. We'll throw a couple more in there um, to round it out. But top five returners. This is Jeremy's spot. He loves these guys. Going to be an eagle on here, I'm sure. Maybe even see a Packer on here. I don't know. We'll see. But as customary, we'll start with our right now. This list is a little bit shorter for me than the all-time. Um, but who would like to go first? Top five. Me. I right want to go first. Jeremy's doing one through five B. <clears throat> Owen and I are just going to listen. Just kidding. So basically, <laughs> there's a very obvious one. For I think you're right. For right now, like it's it's obvious. What's so funny is this guy when he came out of Tennessee. Everybody was like the next thing, the next big weapon. Everybody's like, oh, you're going to be able to get so much out of this guy. He was going to be such a threat at, you know, this offensive position, you know, that offensive position. What's funny is when you watched him play at Tennessee, there's times where it was like, yo, that guy looks like Adrian Peterson, you know, tall, lanky, could play back. Um, just a great, just a great player. I mean, just get, get the ball to him in space and just let him run with it, you know. But Cordero, Cordero Patterson is by far the best kick punt returner in the league right now. Like, it's, I don't think it's even really close. Now, there's guys that don't do it as much, which I don't know if you guys will put them on this list, but there's, there's one that comes to mind for sure where it's like, okay, if he did it all, all the time, yeah, he'd probably be as good, if not better, honestly. But Cordero, like, it's just so funny because I was just listening to a podcast where they're talking about this. They're like, Cordero's that guy that everybody signs. And you're like, we're going we're gonna to finally – it's finally going to click with us, you know. But um, it, it's not – there's nothing wrong with it. You get the ball to that guy in open space. Chicago was running him as a running back. You know what I mean? Minnesota had him as a receiver. Everybody's – Vegas had him. And everybody's had him all over the place. But I think it's pretty easy that he's definitely the best right now. I mean, I don't even think it's really close. Um, his all-time yards for kick returns is 7,118, which is actually getting him up there on the all-time list, especially for a guy that is like his first position as a returner. You know what I mean? Um, now, as far as oh – God, I had his touch. Here we go. He's got eight kick return touchdowns. Punt return touchdowns I don't have written down, but – I mean, he's creeping. That's already basically getting their all-time for kick returners. I don't know if there's actually anybody really over eight as far as all-time. Um, but, no, he's coming into all-time status, and he's not really slowing down as a returner. Like, he's been good from the, uh, that from day one. Yeah. Now, here's where the list really starts, that too. Uh, yeah, you took the easy one. This is your fourth day, and you're like, yeah, yeah. let me just take the easy one out of your guys' hands. Because you know what? I think there's actually, like, a pretty obvious two and three. Now, it's going to be – if you guys get it. <laughs> so, Seth, do you want to go? Or do you want I'll go. I'll okay. go. I don't know what's obvious after that. I think to me that's probably the, the most obvious one. Um, so, it, I don't know. It's it, To me, it's tough. I, I Like you said, Owen, you know, I'm not huge on the return, you know, aspect of all this. Um, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, number two, I'm going to go Jaquim Grant from Miami um, just based on some of his numbers the last couple of years I 
went in and did some quick research, but um, he, he's had a good, you know, he'll probably be on that Pro Bowl list for specialists, I'm sure, soon. Um, but definitely a gadget guy for Miami. He's been with them for, you know, a few years now, but he's has three punt return touchdowns in his career, had one last year. Um, he's also got two kick return touchdowns. So um, led the league in, in that a couple years ago, same with punt return touchdowns. So definitely a lethal guy there. He's one of the best. Um, that's his main use at Miami. Um, listed, he's kind of like a wide receiver running back, kind of like a Tyler Irvin. That's what it reminds me of a better version of Tyler Irvin who was with the Packers last year. So, but yeah, Joaquin Grant, number two, that's why I got I'll jump yeah. in for a second. All five, seven of Joaquin Grant. Yes. Dude true. is about this tall. Now Joaquin Grant physically and just like watching him play Tyreek Hill, literally the same guy. Now, as far as putting it to the turf on offense, he's a guy I would love to see end up in Kansas city. Cause I think Andy Reid could, turn him into something, but Miami's just not getting it out of him. You know what I mean? But that guy, I mean, Jakeem Grant, his stop and start is probably the best in the league. Like that guy can stop on a dime and then bang his full speed within a step or two. But uh, no, I think he's a pretty safe pick anywhere on here. Yeah. I would have went somewhere else with that one, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. So here's the thing. Like there's a couple caveats to this whole list that I should probably mention is number one. Uh, well, number two and three on this list probably would be, Tyree Kill and Antonio Brown, if we were just mentioning players who had returned in the past, because they were obviously That's, just great players that did it. Tyree Kill is where my head went right away. Like, if yeah. he did it full-time, he'd be a – like, Des Bryant. If Des Bryant would have done a full-time in, in Dallas, he'd probably have some records. Like, Odell I mean, Beckham Jr., and he wanted to, and he did for a little bit. But it's just like when you have a star player like that, you're not going to risk that injury on their turn game. Um, Cordero would still be number one in my eyes either way, but yep. the other caveat is returns are just barely a part of the game anymore, but there is still an art to it with some of these specific players. So it's probably enough for us to be like, these are probably the top six. Um, that being said, I will go, uh, <laughs> first year player. <laughs> Uh, or, well, first-year returner, Gunnar Olszewski from the New England Patriots, the newest white guy dynamo uh, in uh, the Bill Belichick team. And he's the Wes Welker. He's the Julian Edelman. He's the How do you spell guy. that, Owen? Uh, well, I got it in front of me. I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't see it. But Olszewski, um, he barely – he didn't really start – the year returning, or at least he didn't do it strong, but ended with the best punt return average in the league. So that's obviously saying something in a in a in a 2020 season full of fair catches and touchdowns. You know what I mean? So if uh, and then a 70 yarder was the longest of the year for punt returns, his 70 yard touchdown against uh, the Cardinals. So yeah, let's let's make him number three. Also, all pro first team punt returner. So I'm up. I'm up. <clears throat> no. No. Owen goes back you to got, back here. You got about three oh. players left here, Jeremy. He, <laughs> well, you guys missed both of my guys. I mean, I like Jakeem Grant. He would have been like three for sure, but you missed both my guys. Well, I, well, I got one gonna I got another name here. So just keep going. You're gonna you're gonna have to enlighten us at the end. Um, I will. 
Hold up. Number four, I'll go. Seth brought his name to my attention in the pregame. Andre oh. Roberts of the Bills. That's longer, a good one. That's a good one. longer time doing it for sure. He's been there. I mean, he feels like he's been there five years. I, I didn't get the full stats. Andre on, Roberts I mean, used to play for the Raiders. I'm pretty sure. Yep, at the beginning right. of his career. Yeah. He's a true specialist. He never, again, one of those guys just never able to break it out into the the offensive game, even though he has his moments. I think he's had some huge games, just not consistently. Um, but yeah, long time Bills returner for a few years, at least. Second pro or second all pro kick return. Jakeem Grant was second all pro punt return. Yes, you're right. All right, so that's four. Okay, so 5A is going to be the only guy left on my list. Uh, Deontay Harris out of New Orleans. Oh, never mind. We got the wrong Harris. My bad. I'll go with it, though. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, He's teasing it. He's teasing it. Anyways. No, that's oh, – anyways. <laughs> sorry. Deontay Harris, um, he's a guy out of New Orleans, I think. I just – you know, watching a few games of theirs, I remember him. He was an all-pro two years ago in 2019 who led the NFL in punt returns and yards. Um, wasn't the same guy quite last year, still pretty explosive. Actually had a better average last year than he did two years ago um, and slightly better on kick returns as well. So I'm going to throw Deontay Harris in there. Another guy who's pretty much a specialist alone, doesn't contribute a whole lot really at all to the, um, you know, to the offense, but, but a specialist guy though. So Deontay Harris, 5A. Jeremy, you can finish it up, and then you can tell us what we did wrong. Okay. So my two guys that I would have put higher on the list, there's probably an argument to be made that they don't belong higher on the list because they've kind of – they're older. They're older guys. Um, I'll start off with this guy because he might still be the fastest guy in the league. Ted Ginn Jr. Has not officially retired yet. Probably should have been too. Okay. Um, now he's been kind of beat up and New Orleans has been basically using him as just their deep threat on offense, but Ted Ginn Jr. I mean, could be on both these lists. Uh, you know, obviously drafted out of Ohio state to the dolphins. What was it? Top five, top seven or whatever he was taken. And obviously yep. guys should not have gone that high. We all know that. I mean, he's never eclipsed more than what 56 receptions. It looks like he's never went over 790 yards. Um, but he's a hell of a returner. I mean, as far as just on all time, he's so he's got four all time punt return, punt return touchdowns, 2,600 yards, and then kick returns. He's got 60, 6,900 yard kick returns, and then three touchdowns. Like he's dangerous. And Ted Ginn has got that straight long speed, like track speed. And that's where it's really dangerous is once that guy gets to the sideline, if you just get a couple key blocks, boom, he's gone. Um, but yeah, Ted Ginn, easy. Now I'm just going to take this into my, uh, my two, my two uh, honorable mentions. So Dwayne Harris, that's who I thought you were going to mention, Seth. Oh, um, Dwayne Harris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Longtime Cowboy, longtime Giant, and then he played for Oakland and then recently just played for Chicago. Um, also a little older now, and he didn't really play as much. But Dwayne Harris, I mean, very notable when he played, especially on the Cowboys. I mean, he was, that was a guy who was always a threat to take into the house on kick and putt returns when, he, I mean, when the Eagles used to play him. Four all-time punt returner, punt return touchdowns, 1,900 yards. And that's where he did most of his damage. I mean, he was a hell of a kick returner, but he just – he's only got one all-time. I mean, he was going to get big chunk yards. And 
the thing about Dwayne Harris is you always recognize the dude because the dreads, you know, they were just flopping all over the place. The dreads, I just, a great player. And then last but not least, here's my other one before you kind of get into like Owen mentioned with like uh, the Tyreek Hills and stuff like that. Um, Marcus Sherrill's for Minnesota. I mean, he's been playing. Yeah. yeah. Recently, though, I think he just went to Miami, didn't he? He was traded midseason, I think. Um, but Marcus Sherrill's hell of a punt returner. I mean, five. Five, to, uh, five touchdowns all time. Um, he had two in 2016. But, like, the thing about it is Minnesota, like, special teams has always kind of been a key for them. Like, they've always had a pretty damn solid special teams um, and defense, especially since um, the coach will not be named has been there. Like, they've just kind of kept it all in sync. But Marcus Sherrill's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Very, very interesting career paths for Marcus Sherrill's. He's 33 years old. He played for the Vikings 2010 to 2018. Went to the Saints, back to the Vikings, went to the Dolphins, back to the Vikings, is currently a free agent. He'll be back in Minnesota. All over Thanks the up. place. No. You know, now, to kind of just jump straight into it, I mean, I can name off Travis Benjamin, Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman, Deshaun Jackson, Antonio Brown, and Tyler Lockett. Bang. All guys that are, when they're back there, especially yeah. on punt returns, Dangerous. You punch it out of bounds. Just kick it out of bounds. Um, honestly, like DJack could end up on the all-time list. Like, cause that dude, whenever he's back there, it's you, you know he could take it to the house. But all of those guys, like Travis Benjamin is actually kind of known for his kick and punt returning. Um, he'd probably be a, a top five for me. Definitely an older dude. Yeah. Definitely you forget he's definitely thirties yeah. now. A lot of these guys are like early thirties, you know, they're not they're not young guys anymore. But Julian Edelman, when he first came out, known yeah. for his kick and punt returning, you know. Um, Antonio Brown, known for it right away in Pittsburgh, but like D-Jack and Tyler Lockett, kind of the same type of like, they got that streaky speed where they're just super fast and once they get into their stride, but they can make you miss. You know, they're all kind of, they all kind of fall into that same route, role besides for like Tyreek Hill is just yoked. Like that dude's thick, you know? That, uh, you, yeah, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. The only other name that I could think of uh, putting on here was so, someone who was currently returning. Uh, uh, McCall Hardman. So he's had a he had a couple yep. flubs, but he's still you know one of the fastest guys in the league. Not named nope, Tyreek Hill. That was, Hill. A, that was so. a name that kind of come to my list. He he was just kind of like the lesser Tyreek. Like he yes. returns more than him, but it yep. makes you wonder how much longer they'll be doing it with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until they just fully receiver with him. Might as well. Yes. Ooh. All right. I'll recap the list here real quick. So we got Cordell Patterson, one, Jakeem Grant, two, Gunnar Olszewski, three, Andre Roberts, four, Deontay Harris, 5A, Ted Ginn Jr., 5B, coming out of nowhere. All right, let's move on to the all-time list. Jeremy is not going one this time. So, Owen, do you want it? You this one's easy. This one's easy. If you don't go one, if you don't know who's number one on the all-time list. I think I there could be the an argument for two people. I really do. I now I have okay. I I can understand the argument for a couple, but I have one in mind. There's two you of them. One? Lead it off, then. Lead it off. What do you got? Let's hear. Okay. Start this list off. I have six names, so luckily I di I didn't overstudy for this one. I won't. I probably won't have any honorable mentions. Jeremy went all out. <laughs> I see a couple of my names on there. It's um. A name well known in our football watching 
uh, careers and lifetimes. Uh, he's been yeah. there. He had been there forever. Kick, punt. So what he did, he never really made his name on the offense, but Devin Hester is probably the best returner in NFL history. Uh, just absolutely feared. I mean, that's all that was, he was talked about among the best players in the NFL just because of his returning ability. They tried to take him away on kick returns. And then Constantly. the dude still did it. Still, did I remember, it. I remember Tony Dungy just told this story. I don't know in the last month or so, how he's like, uh, during the Super Bowl Colts versus the bears, right at the very beginning of Hester prime time. He's the chaplain, the team chaplain for the Colts is like, you got you to take on the hardest, your, your fears. You got to take them head on right at the beginning. So T- Dungy took that. He's like, you know what? That's right. We got to kick. Everybody thinks we're going to be kicking around Devin Hester. No, we're going to send it right at him. And we're going to, and they're going to get feared when we take him down at the 25. And lo and behold, Devin Hester takes that opening kickoff for a touchdown to start that Super Bowl. <laughs> Just classic. Like, I, I don't. Like I said, I could think of a couple other names that you could make an argument, sure. But this one, I watched. I was watching Bears games throughout his whole career, and it was like every other week, it was a huge return. He, was, he just everybody was huge. Huge. Yep, that was one Wait. of the names. That was one of the names. Wait, Devin Hester, number one all-time punt return touchdowns, fourteen. The next guy is at 10, okay? 13 of which came in Chicago. All-time kick returns is five, which is – kick returns are kind of funny yeah. um, because they started taking it away. But right around the time they started taking it away, 2011 to 2013, he had his two best years for yardage on kick returns, back-to-back with 1,400 yards and 1,100 yards. Now, he didn't have another punt return – he didn't have another kick return touchdown after 11 but they kind of took him off of it for a while there in Chicago. And then when he went back to Atlanta, that's when he kind of – the first year before he left Chicago and then his first year at Atlanta is when he started returning kicks again. But, I mean, most notably known for, like, his punt return ability. But the dude was doing it in Miami, man. I mean, Devin Hester, like, didn't have, like, that track speed like Ted Ginn, but, like, the dude just made guys miss. And, like, he didn't burn out. You know, where you see guys on kick and punt returns, They'll burn out like at the 25 10, you know, or whatever, 10 5. Devin Hester ran it all the way through. And like, he could break tackles. Like, he could lower his shoulder. Devin Hester probably should have been used as like a scat back, like Reggie Bush, Deion Lewis, or something like that. And that's probably where he, where he would have been at his best. But I mean, similar to the Cordero Patterson, you get the guy open in open field and he's good. But people try to do everything with Devin Hester cornerback, receiver, everything, you know, and it just never yeah. really panned out. But uh, I think. I shouldn't say easy, but my for sure all time best returner. Not number two, super obvious <laughs> with Devin Hester off the board because the next guy is literally Seth. I don't mean to line it up for you, but well, he's second on all time yardage. You're te- you're teasing it. I just wanted to throw out there just what's funny with Hester is that just the two years prior to Hester starting to return kicks was Nathan Basher. Which, which at that time I thought was going to be the best returner of all time because he, he I think he returned like two field goals in the same year for touchdowns, yep. which nobody was doing at that time. Nobody was even trying to return a field goal. Uh, and then right away he's like, oh, basher has gone. I wonder what happened. And then Hester took it up a notch. And you know, Chicago's special team 
their special teams and defense were so good, though. You know what I mean? They were just loaded. Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold. He's still kicking. Still kicking. All right, number two, I guess, you know, Jeremy, I'm not sure where you're coming from there, but number two to me I think is, is obvious. I would argue to him number one is the human joystick. Hey, my that guy, is, Dante yeah. Hall. Dante yeah, Hall. Dante That's Hall. not who I was talking about. That's not who I was talking about, but I, I was going to go with him at three. Okay. Oh, well, I'm go. going with him at two. I think you can make an argument for him being number one. Because of how good Devin Hester was, I mean, Dante Hall did it as a kick returner where Devin Hester specialized as a punt returner. Dante Hall specialized as a kick returner. And what he did, like, I remember watching him. I mean, I remember watching Devin Hester, of course, as a Packers him. But I also remember watching Dante Hall because I actually lived in KC when he first started his career. So I remember watching him when he was young, too, and just and watching highlights. Just what he did, to me, reminds me of, like, a Barry Sanders like as a returner though, like he could just stop on a dime and just make people miss everywhere. Once again, not the fastest guy and things like that on the field, but just so he, he was pretty fast though. He, he just was. didn't look it because it was short strides. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty small too. So, uh, but yeah, another guy who didn't do too much in the offense, but main made his career out of a special teams, but yeah, just how explosive he was. is just crazy and how fun he was to watch. Um, you know, so, yeah, Devin Hester – or not Devin Hester, Dante Hall, number two on this list. So, he's, he's like a real-life Madden player. Like if, it was. Yes. It was – Bo Jackson was the Tecmo Bowl guy. Dante Hall was the early 2000s. I've wanted to play with the Chiefs every time just for the kick return. Yep. Seth, I, I got to say two things. Dante Hall is who I was going to take at three, and I was going to lead it up by mentioning my favorite play ever of this guy's career was he catches a little bubble, and it's the cornerback in front of him, and it's not Champ Billy, it's some Broncos cornerback, and the guy stops because he doesn't know what to do because, I mean, Dante Hall's as quick as a cat, right? And then he, like, back jukes, and then here's coming Al Wilson, who looks like he's just going to ear hole him, right? And then just, boom, spins off him, makes both of them miss 50-some yards of the house. And it's just, like, that's Dante Hall right there. That's one of my favorite plays in NFL history right there. Dante Hall, like, that's just his career right there. Like, the dude was so elusive. But yeah, yeah, he was small. He was small in stature. Kind of, kind of fits like um, the Tyree Kill mold. Like just a little guy, but super quick and everything elusive. But he can get downfield in a hurry. You know, yep. it's lots of these guys came before offenses are the way they are now. Honestly, um, am I the next two? You are. You're three, four. Ooh, I got a lot of names. Shoot. Um. All right, two's obvious for me. No offense, Seth, but two probably – this guy – I mean, three is obvious. This should probably should have been two. The number two yardage leader, there's only one person that has more yards in their career than this person by 216 yards. Jerry Rice has got 216 more yards than this guy, all purpose, okay? Brian Mitchell, running back, punt returner, kick returner. Played for the Washington Redskins from 1990 to 99. Philadelphia – my Philadelphia Eagles from 2000-2002. And then the New York Giants. This guy was the ultimate NFC East or. But let me tell you something, Seth. Brian Mitchell. He had nine career punt return touchdowns, four career kick return touchdowns. He had 5,000, 4,999 career punt return yards. And he had 14,014 career kick return yards. 
know what I mean? And like, obviously one advantage he's got to basically everybody else on this list, other than maybe two or three guys. Well, from my list is he played before they took away the kicker, the kickoff. I mean, his last year was in 2003, but I mean, I mean, shoot his last year. He had, a, he had a thousand yards kick returning. Brian Mitchell is like, he's probably the guy where to me, it's a, I, Dante Hall's a big one for me, but uh, Brian Mitchell, like talk about the ultimate all time kick and punt returner. Like, him and Devin Hester, like when you think of guys that just did that, that's really who, who my head goes to, um, because like Brian Mitchell was a, run, uh, a running back as well, but like just never really clicked. Um, doesn't have quite the touchdowns. I mean, nine punt return touchdowns is nothing to like scoff at, but not quite as much as like Devin Hester, but just the sheer yardage. Like, and he didn't do it that long. I mean, he did it for thirteen years, you know. But I mean. That's some numbers. When you're when you're only number two to Jerry Rice, like on the all time list, this guy's got more all time yards than Evan Smith. Like that's that's really saying something. Heavy usage. Heavy usage. He- time. <laughs> Heavy usage. So we got Devin Hester, Dante Hall, Brian Mitchell. I, I like where this list is going. Now you guys really got me torn here because I really want to go with my guy, but I don't think I can. Let me just quick. I just got to compare some numbers quick just to make sure I don't make a bad, bad choice here. Don't mind the voice. As you're doing this, I, I'm pretty confident what I'm going to go at at 5A. It'll probably be a bit of a surprise, but did a little research before this, and I'm pretty confident this is where I'm going to go. I Owen, you got, a guy gonna... at, you got a guy at 5B, Owen? I have a few guys. Yeah, so we'll see how the board lays out, but I gotta, I'll have something. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my guy here. Um, there's a couple more deserving. I shouldn't even say that. Ah, shoot. No, I'm. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with Alan Rossum. Y'all remember Alan Rossum? Yes, I do. Barely. Falcons. Quite. Falcons. Yeah. Yep. Falcons. Yep. yep. Falcons. And at the end of his career, he played in. Uh, well, he actually started in Philly, a couple years in Green Bay, and then Atlanta, and then he ended for a couple different teams. But Alan Rossum is also kind of like a Brian Mitchell where he's got a ton of yards, ton of yards. Um, I mean, his all-time returns for punts is he's, you know, he's got 3,056 3, and three return punt returns and then five, but then he's got basically 12,000 yards kick returning. The most notable, like where I remember him in his peak was 03, it was like 03, 04, when they just got um, Hall. D'Angelo Hall and they had the when they used to do the Pro Bowl competitions we used to do the 40-yard dash man Alan Rossum that dude was fast like and he wasn't he was kind of fits like he wasn't a big guy I mean he was like maybe there he is 5'8 178 but he probably played at like a buck 60 buck 50 that guy was one of the fastest dudes on the field and I mean always a threat I mean doesn't matter if you're punting to him throwing to him on a little screen he kind of kind when he played with Atlanta from 02 to 06, you had him, D'Angelo Hall, Mike Vick. You had so much speed on that team, no matter what side of the ball you were on. It, they were just a dangerous roster. And I remember when the Eagles played them in 04 to go to, the, to go to the Super Bowl. Alan Ross, it was basically him and Vick. That's like what I was worried about. Like Vick could pop off and run a 50-yard, you know, 50-yard run and then throw a touchdown to LG Crumpler, or Rossum could just pop off anything for a kick return touchdown. But I mean He's got the longevity, and, I mean, he's, he was dangerous at his peak. I mean, he was dangerous all throughout his career, to tell you the truth. But, 
No, Alan Rossum, I think he's if I if I remember right, I think he's third all time for yardage on kick return. If not, that sounds first, right. When shoot. I was looking into it, uh, that sounds right. I know he's, he's top. top he's roughly top three. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so he's four. He's four then, correct? Correct. All right, so I'm going five A. I want to round it out with five B, and I'm sure Jeremy have his own list of. Oh, I got a bunch of that. So, all right, so I'm going to go back a little bit on this one. Jeremy, you kind of made it tough for me because there's one guy I think deserves to be on this list. Hopefully, Owen goes with him. I thought you would go with him. A more recent guy, too. But I'm going to go back a little bit, back to the 80s. Um, back to the 80s, played in the 90s as well. Mel Gray, name sounds familiar. He played for a few different teams, played for um, Detroit. That was, I think, when he had played at his best. Houston a little bit as well in the 90s. But um, really – notably for Houston, if I remember right. Is it? Was it? I think. I think he had his best years at, at Houston. Okay, I'd have to go back and look a little bit. But anyway, so he's made – he made – his whole career was returns. I mean, I, I looked at it. I think he only had 19 career rushes and, like, 13 career catches. So all, his whole career was made out of special teams again. Um, but top five in kick returns – kick return yards and kick return touchdowns. Um, also made the all-pro team three times as a specialist and the Pro Bowl four times. So – Going back a little bit, you know, get get some retro in here. Another small guy. It seems like all these guys are pretty tiny. He was 5'9", 167. So another tiny little guy. I'm sure he's pretty quick. Never heard about this guy until today, but numbers look pretty good. So, yeah. I'm Most notably for Detroit. Most notably for Detroit. I was wrong about that. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So 5A, Mel Gray. Owen. Okay. I have, uh, I have three guys in my top six. That haven't been mentioned. Ooh. So I'm curious as to where to go here. I think one one wasn't a full-time returner, but I would have put him high. Um, I'll leave him to my honorable mention. I'll go – this could change in a year. <clears throat> but Josh Cribbs holds the all-time kickoff return touchdown record. That's uh, the guy – I'm glad that was the guy. You were was, thinking? Yep. I'm glad he he's said it. tied now, though. If I remember, he's tied. Did Patterson tie it? Patterson and another name that we did not mention tied it. Okay. <laughs> um, that see, that's where it was for me. Uh, it was either Patterson or Cribs were the full time returns that I was going to go. But I'll go Cribs just because injuries took him down after his first five seasons. He had ten of his eleven return touchdowns in his first five seasons. In those seasons, it looked like there was always a guy. There was it was Dante Hall, and Devin Hester, and then Josh Cribbs was kind of at the you know right in the in the Devin Hester era too. But uh, you weren't kicking to the guy, right? He had eleven thousand kickoff return yards, but they slowly figured it out, started kicking around him. He still he returned punts too, um, but mo- definitely more of a kick return guy, which is almost like more of a specialty thing like i don't know just a lot of guys seem to have better success on returning just the way the field opens up for you but this guy definitely specializes in in the kickoff return maybe that's a special teams coach Uh, the Mm -hmm. brown special teams at the time was just so good at it but yeah he's an all-timer for sure deserves to be on the list absolutely i'm glad you put him on there i no 
that's a, that's a good pick. Josh Josh Cribbs was on my list. Um, the other guy was Leon Washington, hmm. Seattle, and uh, most no, most notably for the Jets in Seattle, he had two seasons where he had, if I remember right, two th- seasons where he had three kickoff returns in a season, um, which I think is a record. I'll have to double check that. But uh, Leon Washington is the other guy with eight career kickoff return touchdowns. Um, but I mean, Leon Washington was kind of like this running back scat back drafted by the Jets and just never really panned out. And then just yeah. dude made his money as a kick returner. Um, dude, Deshaun I, okay. Jackson. Oh yeah. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, of course. Yeah. You can continue. So I was just going to say like Deshaun. So, okay. Before I even get into that list, Eric Metcalf senior kick and punt returner. Um, he had 10 punt return touchdowns. He's number two to De- Devin Hester. Eric Metcalf. Um, if I remember right, Metcalf was really known for his Browns days, um, which is just funny that they've had two of the best. Um, we didn't even mention Desmond Howard. I, I really thought for sure one of you guys would have mentioned Desmond Howard. He was on and my then, list. He's on my list as honorable mention, but yeah. Here's who I fought with if I wanted to go with this person over Alan Rossum. Darren Sproles. <laughs> Darren Sproles is easily one of the best retur- returners of all time. I mean, he did a bull, punt and kick. The thing about Darren Sproles is where he kind of transitions it to the other side of thing, things where it's like, then you got guys like Sean Jackson, Deion Sanders, you know, Jacoby Jones, you know, Dal Sayers is another guy. Billy that was my, that was what, well, until you blew your load over all these honorable mentions, I was going to say <sighs> Deion Sanders, I, if I had another pick, I would have – if I had three picks in the top six, he would have been in the top six. Even though he was a part-time returner, it's just when he was doing it, he was an all-timer. Like, he, he would, if he, he was, was doing so it full-time, he'd probably be the best all-time if he wasn't the best corner of it. Could you imagine if a guy like Dion and Deshaun Jackson, if they'd have done it all-time? All like, those mm-hmm. guys would probably be one and two. Like, yeah. it's hard to take it away from Devin Hester because Devin yeah. Hester was so good at it. He was so good at yes. reading it. But um, no, like there's there's some special special threats back there. Like, man, Deshaun Jackson, you did to the Giants, puts the ball down, picks it back up, and then just takes it to the house. Um, and then just like Dion in Atlanta, that was hard. Like Dion in Atlanta, that was dangerous. As soon as that guy got the ball in his hands, it was like, okay, he's going to the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing is like you get guys like that that are like cornerbacks and safeties. Like Ed Reed would have made a hell of an all time. Uh, kickoff and punt returner because he was so used to catching the ball deep like that and then just weaving his way through traffic. But no, um, another name that comes to my mind as far as that is like Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson was really good at it early in his career. You know, there's so many guys that just Tim Brown was really good at it too, actually, for the Raiders. Um, I mean, I can just sit here and just flip through name after name after name. Like there's so, Terrence McGee for Buffalo. Buffalo had back to back to back really good returners for a couple years there with uh, these guys at corner and and running back and receiver, but no, I think um, Cordell Patterson, as much as Aaron Donald made the list last year, last week for old timers, I think Cordero Patterson should easily be on this list. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was, I was going to bring it up. I mean, does Cordell Patterson belong on this list too? So if I was just to make my own list, if I was just to rip through one through six, it would be Hester, Brian Mitchell, Dante Hall would be my three. I would go Alan Ross in four just for longevity. And then it would be Cordero. And then I would go Darren Sproles to round it out. Now I'm not giving enough. Well, 
keeping Metcalf off is just sick. Because, like, Metcalf is – that dude's one of the best. You know, he just really is. Um, man, because it's so different when you look at guys like Metcalf. They don't have the crazy, crazy yardage because they just – they didn't play in an era where they were scoring as much points. But he's got 10 punt return touchdowns. You know what I mean? Now, imagine if he was playing in an era where they were kicking the ball, they were punting it all the time, you know? He probably would have had as many as Hester or more, you know? But, no, I just – it's – there's a lot of guys – I have, like, 20 guys written down. I mean, I could do this one all day long. But, no, I think, in my, in my mind, Leon Washington, it's so hard, man. Leon and, and like, Desmond Howard, like, he's an all-timer, you know? There, he was I mean, more of a flash in the pan, though. I, I would say out of anybody who's played, I mean, in the last couple of years, I would say Cordell Patterson definitely is yep. the one deserving the most on this list. So, you, right. you're thinking guys too, like not to interrupt yourself, but I just gotta get to something like Reggie Bush, guys like that. Yep, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush one. is really good at it too. I just brought it up. Devin Hester had the most all-time punt return. There's Five guys that did it. Upchurch for Denver. Patrick Peterson had four punt, re- punt returns for a touchdown. Devin Hester and then Christensen. And then Reggie Bush is on the, the three. But Devin Hester shows up on that three-time list twice. Yep. Man, that's these are uh, interesting numbers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to recap the list, and then we're, we'll, we'll move on. Um, Devin Hester, one. Dante Hall, two. Brian Mitchell, three. Alan Ross, and four. Mel Gray, 5A. Joshua Quibbs, 5B. Pretty good list, in my opinion. Uh, anyways, next week, we will finish it up with – finish it up our positional positions other than quarterback. But like I've said all along, we're saving that for last. Um, kickers next week, which I think will be fun. I know a little bit more about those kickers. I hope Sebastian Janikowski makes this list. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I love Sebastian Janikowski. Anyways. Why? So, Why? I, so many reasons. So the many drunken reasons. Russian. Exactly. Is it because of – did you guys like alcohol as much as each other? I, I, his name, <laughs> his belly, his leg, he's left-footed, his head, no hair, he's bald. <laughs> I mean, what, what not to like about this guy? You know I think he's mean? actually Polish. That's my fault. Yeah, he's Polish. Wow. Wow. My fault. Bringing back some troubled history there. <laughs> anyways all right let's move on to we're gonna save the mock for last but we're moving on to benson's brain busters owen's coming for revenge from last week his undefeated season went down the drain jeremy took him down i'm sure owen doesn't want to relive that but just had to bring it up for for consistency reasons you know what you know what seth we're all good vibes today why don't you throw it back why don't you reintroduce me here all right, you know what? Good vibes. Good vibes. We're coming at you with Benson's Brain Busters. Owen Benson himself is back in the host chair. He's bringing his Aaron Rodgers like Jeopardy skills to the table. Let's hear it. You know what? Let me stop you right there. This is Jeopardy. Contestants today include Jeremy Shimko. Phone salesman from Ladysmith, Wisconsin, Philadelphia Eagles Supreme Fanatics, and your returning champion, 
Seth Abrahamson, what is it, YMCA manager? Is that, is that what it is? Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Total gym rat from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, with a returning total of zero dollars because we don't play for money. But either way. And your guest host for today, Howard Simpson. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. A hell of an introduction. Uh, we got a great game here for you today. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, my uh, I, I want to hold Alex Trebek in great in great respect here today. I hope I do him proud. I studied him a lot, getting prepared for this hosting gig. Um, we're gonna have a great game today. We got some excellent questions for you folks. Um, I have eight questions for sure. I have not asked. I'm going to start with two that I may or may not have. So right away, if you guys remember it, just stop me right there and we'll just dump them out, okay? All right. We'll dump them out. So, we want, uh, Seth gets to go first, eh? Jeremy's still looking at his phone. I'm waiting for him to... Oh, my bad. I was flipping through, uh, don't, I was flipping through Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. Oh, so he so just... prepares for uh, for trivia. Never Is know it? what you'll find. All right. Questions today. We'll start. They're pretty even. At least the twosome for each round are pretty even questions. I can't guarantee it might fluctuate depending on your uh, your supreme football knowledge. So, Seth, number one question. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Here we go. And this, again, remember, just let me know if we've ever read them before, but you both get them. In 2010, this number this two overall pick broke a streak of seven straight years of linebackers winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. Back to these draft questions. I remember these. Draft's coming up, man. 2004? 2010. Is 2010, the second overall pick, you said? This number two overall pick broke a streak of seven straight years of linebackers winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. So he was not a linebacker because he broke the streak. Um, gosh, 2010, so 11 years ago. Give you 20 seconds, 15 20 seconds, sorry. Seconds. 15 seconds. I mean, logical choice is to go like a pass rusher or something back then, but 11 years ago, Aaron Five Donald. seconds. Um, probably wrong, but J.J. Watt. Eh, not a bad guess. Um, same That's goes to you, exactly. Jeremy. In 2010, this number two overall pick broke a streak of seven straight years of linebackers winning defensive rookie of the year. 20 seconds. Sean Taylor. Final answer. Sean Taylor. Wrong. Um, oh. Look at that face. <laughs> we, I think we got enough questions that we'll just keep, we'll keep rolling. I won't give you second guesses. Uh, we're looking for Indomitian Sioux. 
Oh, and Dominican Sue. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy Sean okay. Taylor, much uh, 2004. Was it that much earlier? Oh, wow. Yes. So I was just thinking secondary. I'm like, God, who was the first one I really did? But I, I wasn't sure of when you came out. Yeah. Um, let's see. I lost this one. Okay, going to Jeremy. Again, still a chance. You remember these if I said them before. So in 2010, this number one overall pick became the first to also win Rookie of the Year since 1981. Repeat that real quick. 20 seconds after after I repeat. In 2010, this number one overall pick became the first to also win Rookie of the Year since 1981. Same year as Ndamukong Sue? Same year. He, so Ndamukong Sue was second. This guy was first. Rookie of the Year. Shoot, who came out that year? Um... Yeah, 10 seconds. You didn't say position, did you? Nope. Nope. Rookie of the year. Dominican Sue. Shoot. Five seconds. Three. Number one overall. Two. One. Give a guess. Nope. I don't have nothing. Okay. I can't think. Goes to you, Seth. In 2010, this number one overall pick became the first to also win rookie of the year since 1981. So that second part, so like, just 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 for clarity, like position wise, he was the first to do it at that position to win rookie of the year, or like he was the first number one overall pick oh, to win rookie first, of the year. All right, all right, first number one overall. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Ten seconds. Oh boy, um, come back around to me, Owen. I feel like I get a sec. I should get a second guess. I'm gonna go Matt Ryan. I don't know if he was number one overall pick, but it's got to be somewhere. That's a good guess. Wrong. I believe he was number two in 2006 or oh. seven. Oh, I think I know. You don't? Okay. Just for clarity, you don't get a point, but you do get spiritual points. So you can guess it. Is it Matt Stafford? No, That's two, no, it's not. 2009. No. That was close. Yeah, 2009. I was going to say, because Sue went to the Lions too. I, I don't know. Give us a position. I just. It's quarterback. Seth, uh, I mean, Jeremy should know this more than Seth. But. Eli Manning. Sam Bradford. No. Oh. Sam Bradford. Really? Yuck. Yuck Vikings, he says. correct? Vikings, correct? No. Uh, Rams. Rams. Saint oh, Lewis. yeah, the Rams, Rams, the Rams. Yeah. Played, played good for the Rams Lewis. in the first year, had some injury issues. Traded to the to Oklahoma. The, He's from Oklahoma, yeah. correct? He Traded to the Eagles Oklahoma first. Then went to the Vikings, right? Yep. Yeah. Because okay. we flipped him for Nick Foles and some draft compensation. We had a uh, we had a see it was a burner round. It was a it was a quick quick warm up. All right. There say. You go. Yeah, that's a good warm up. Warm so up, we got eight solid questions left, and uh, if it comes down to it, we got some we got some tiebreaker style stuff going. On. All right. right. All right. Let's go. Uh, do we want to flip flop, or does Seth want to go go back to it? I think that was Jeremy's question, wasn't it? Yeah, so we'll go back to Seth. Okay. okay. Since the year two thousand five, Seth, one New England Patriot has led the league in receptions, doing so three times. Who was that player? Since two thousand seven. Since the year two thousand five, you got thirty seconds. Oh, two thousand five. 
One player has led it three times. One New England Patriot has led the league in receptions doing so three times. Who was it? Wes Walker. Final answer? Yes. Sounded very confident in it, and he is correct. Wes Welker. That's a pretty easy one. 2007, (laughs) 2009, and 2011. I was going back and forth between him and Edelman because I know Edelman had a lot of catches too, probably four or five years ago. Yeah, but Wes Welker was like 110 the whole time. First time I I read the question, I thought Julian Edelman. So that was, I'm with you there. Um, One point to Seth. One point to Seth. We'll see. We'll see. It's in the same, you know, it's it. They, these are all paired. You know what I mean? They're all of the same ilk. So you can kind of catch the, uh, the pattern. So uh, that's why Patriots I, as well. So this is just going forward, by the way, I'm going to start flip-flopping. Then the next two pairs of questions after this one, I'm going to give the Jeremy first because that it's that added benefit of knowing that they're similar questions. So um, well, you just fair do enough. what you got to do. You just do I gotcha. what you since the year 2005, Jeremy, one Kansas City Chief has led the league in receiving touchdowns. Who was it? I know it. Since 2005? Since 2005. I know it. Tony Gonzalez. One Chief has led the league in receiving touchdowns. Who was it? Tony Gonzalez, final answer? You got 20 seconds. Can I steal this? Yeah, that's how it works. That's you do steal after the after the, after a wrong guess. I'm fairly confident I know this. We we'll give you again. Get five oh. seconds. I'm gonna go with Tony. Tony Gonzalez. Final answer. He says. There's, um, a, there's a yeah. There's a face that's coming to be. I can't think of his name right now. Seth, do you want the question again? Nope. Got it. Dwayne Bow. Final answer. Yep. Dwayne Bow is the correct answer. Good job. That was the uh-huh. face that was coming to me. Yep. He it took him the same draft as uh go ahead. I was gonna say he only had like a couple good years, like real good yeah. years, and then it was he was kind of fell off, but his height, his his peaks were pretty good. Yes. I'm not I'm not gonna say the other name I was just gonna mention just in case he comes up in a question. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. just in case. Just in case. I mean that that's probably a good game plan. Um Okay, going back to Jeremy. Seth is up two to nothing. I might give you some extra questions afterwards. Just to keep, these are going quick. Um, here we go. Happening in 2015, this player from the AFC is the last defensive player to be named NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I'll repeat. Happening in 2015, this player from the AFC is the last defensive player to be named NFL Comeback Player of the Year. 30 seconds. Wow, that almost seems obvious, but I feel like I'm wrong just by how obvious that feels. AFC, you said, correct? AFC. It might not, you know. It might, it might just be that, that name. So, J.J. Watt? You got 14 seconds. Is that your final answer? Give it to me, yeah. J.J. Watt is incorrect. Seth, you, want you the... said that, Jeremy, because that's who I was going to go with. Happening yeah. in 2015, this player from the AFC is the last defensive player to be named NFL Comeback Player of the Year. You have 20 seconds. Man, J.J. Watt is the guy I was like, hey, it's J.J. Watt if he doesn't say it. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 
Justin Houston. Justin Houston. Justin Houston is correct. Yeah. Ooh. We're looking for Kansas City Chiefs. Town of Holly. Oh, no. Never mind. Eric, Eric Berry. Berry. Came oh, back from yeah. cancer. Cancer. Cancer diagnosis the yes. year before. I would have never got that. Great story. <laughs> Eric Berry, like, he was, his peak was so good, and then he just yeah. gone. Yep. Best so safety I- in the league at that time. All right. Coming back to Seth. Seth up 2 nothing still. We'll see if we can get this one. Seth, in 2008, this AFC quarterback was named the NFL Comeback Player of the Year for the second time in three seasons. I'll repeat. In 2008, this AFC quarterback was named the NFL Comeback Player of the Year for the second time in three seasons. You have 25 seconds. Second time in three seasons, 2008 AFC quarterback, correct? Sounds right. All right. Well, the answer hopefully will sound right. Um, there's one guy that, that's coming to my mind right away. Ten seconds. Oh, I'm just going to go with it. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers' final answer is incorrect. Jeremy, coming back to you. In 2008, this AFC quarterback was named the NFL Comeback Player of the Year for the second time in three seasons. I don't – there's a name that's coming to me, and I don't know why, and I don't think it's him. You got 15 seconds. AFC quarterback, he won it both times in the AFC? Yes. Twice in three years he won it. In the AFC. Five seconds. Three, two, Charles one. Was when he did it, right? Yep. You got to guess, but this is the correct answer. Oh, look at that. Pulls <laughs> it out. I believe both you were want, with the Miami Dolphins. You want to know what you want to know what the first name that came to me was? Yes. Trent Green. That's where I was, like, stuck. Oh, Trent mm. Green. Not a bad one, though. Not a bad. Not bad. So, two so there to you one go. now, correct? Jeremy's on board. Hey, look at that. Keep um, one and just one. We actually hey, have, give me a bonus question and ask me who Pennington threw to in college real quick. Uh, I believe we have two more. Well, so just say it. Go ahead, say it. Penny Moss. Good. Just making sure. Just keeping you on your toes. Can't can't let I'll you. I'll take a point for that. I'll take a can't point let you <laughs> throw out some some of these uh, these weird like oh I know this but you don't and you don't know. It. I need you to know. Hey, I was just trying to score a point, man. I was just trying <laughs> to get a quarter of a point. We're still at two to one. Seth is up by one. We'll give you a penny uh, of a point. How's that sound? We got we got two more rounds. It. We got two more rounds. Jeremy will start this round. Seth will start the next round. Right? Is, is Jeremy. What's our daily double right here? We're in double jeopardy. We'll say that. Okay. Um, but not double points. Jeremy. Why didn't the Packers go for the touchdown? Why did they kick the field? Who <laughs> yeah, who wanted to kick that field goal? That was a lovely answer. Um just wait to throw him right on the spot. In 2007, this player set the NFL record for the longest missed field goal return, going 109 yards for a touchdown. So we want the returner. We want the name. Repeat the question, please. Oh, sorry. Final answer? Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Don't need to repeat it, Seth. Don't need to. 
Not for not for points, but who, who did he do it with? Chargers. That's correct. I thought it was for the, the, Jets, the Jets, but I yeah, that. I would have said. No, he did. He did all that crazy stuff in San Diego. Okay. T- tied up now, correct? Tied up. Yep, twos. Tied up. Twoses. Going right. to Seth. Pressure's on. In 2013, Seth, this player set the NFL record for longest kickoff return, going 109 yards for a touchdown. <clears throat> 2013. In 2013, this player set the NFL record for longest kickoff return, going 109 yards for a touchdown. 30 seconds. I think I know this one, too. You know it, Jeremy? When the I pressure on. Why don't you whisper it to me? <laughs> I think the name was mentioned earlier. You know, I'm, that's those are the names that are running through my head right now. It's like, did any of those people do it? Fifteen seconds. I'm gonna go Cadero Patterson. Well, Cadero Patterson, ten seconds though. Final answer. Yeah, because I got nothing else. Cadero Patterson is the correct answer. Hey, is it correct? Is that correct? NFL record for longest kickoff return, 109 yards. I think Josh Cribbs has got a really long one too, because that's where where my head went to right away. Sure, Cordero doesn't surprise me though. Cordero, I think, did it in Minnesota. That I mean, it's got to be about his rookie year. First, one of his first years has to be 2013. So, all right, there we go. I take the lead back. That's all that matters. Three to one. Three to two. Three to two. Three to two. You're right. Yeah, keep me on my toes. There you go. Three to two. Seth goes. Seth goes first here. If Seth <clears throat> gets like this one right, if Seth gets this one right, he takes the lead going into this this kind of a cluster mess of a last question I'll, I'll have, but I'm figuring <laughs> it out as we go. Uh, here you go, Seth. Who was the last player from the Rams franchise to lead the NFL in receptions? From the what do you oh, wait? The question, uh, what do you mean? One, I got you. Hold on. Who was the last player, uh, last player from the Rams franchise to lead the NFL in receptions? Are you saying that right? You mean the St. Louis Rams franchise or the Rams franchise? Rams franchise, all Rams franchise, any city of the Rams. Okay, he's the last one to lead the league in receptions. Yes. Last Rams player to lead the NFL in receptions. You got 20 seconds. No year given. Wow. Um, I mean, I have two names that come to mind. Seth, don't go with the easy ones. <laughs> well, I mean, who else could it be? I'm going to go Tory Holt. This feels, this feels Tory like Holt? a trick question to me. Final answer? Yeah, it's probably wrong, I'm sure, but. Correct answer. He did it in 2003. Hey, look at that. Just a shot. It was either him or Isaac Bruce. That's those are the two names. And I'm like, hey, maybe did Marshall Falk do it? But he's a running back. So, yeah. How many how many receptions did he have? I don't I don't have that on hand. How many? Do you know how many he had? No, I don't offhand. No. Just curious. Uh, Yeah, I get you, Jeremy. You get point back. Four to two. To get to get within striking distance. Who was the last player from the Bengals franchise to lead the NFL in receptions? 
I think I might know this. But maybe. <laughs> or maybe he says Will you give hey, will you give me a point if I spell his last name right? Uh, uh you you don't know if he's the correct answer though. TJ who's your mama? Spell <laughs> his last name. TJ Huchmanzada. H O C no nope. wrong. Was the H- no, I'm H-O- just kidding. H O U Z A M E N D A H. You ready for this? H and starts with an H. H O U S H M A N D Z A D E H. Write that down. See, that I is the it. correct answer, Jeremy. Yeah, that is the correct answer. So that's correct. Yes. That leaves yeah. us at four to three, Seth, leading by one point. Now, we're going to go, we're, this is a long stretch of players, but we're going to, we're going to do the penalty shootout, you know, Seth starts, Seth gives an answer, Jeremy gives an answer, Seth gives an answer, Jeremy gives an answer. Point for each, point for each answer, correct answer. Uh, a point within the question, so. The best out of five gets the two points. Possibly, or this is for the win. Okay? It all comes down to this. We all understand, right? So if Seth gets three, Jeremy gets two. Seth Seth gets two points, points, wins the Yeah. There you go. So Jeremy's going to get get five. Understanding? Yes. (laughs) You both do. (laughs) Do I get a point because the name is Jeremy Shimko? One name at a time, starting with Seth. Okay? Name shouldn't I get a start since I'm losing? It'll well, what do you think, Seth? You can take it, it's it's up to you, it's up to your choice. So, I I think because I'm winning, I should take it, but that's it's up to you. I'm giving it to you. I I will let Jeremy take it because if I win and I take it first, he's gonna hold it, he's just gonna hold it there. There you go. Even if even if I go first, I'm gonna do that too. You know, I got a coin. I got a coin in my, I got a coin in my hands. Okay, call it heads or tails. Tails never fails. It was a bottle cap. It was tails. <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy goes first here, but again, you 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 both get five possible answers, right? Okay, one at a time. Jeremy, Seth, Jeremy, Seth. Here we go. Name the last 25 number one overall picks in the NFL draft, starting with Jeremy. I just got to name one of them. Just name one. Baker Mayfield. Wait, I thought we were doing, is it first to five? How are we doing this again? We're just going back and forth, best out of five. We're going to, you both are going to get five opportunities. If Jeremy has three, you have two. Jeremy gets the points. Okay. Here we go. Back to just back to Seth. Name the last twenty-five number one overall picks. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. That is correct. I'm trying back to think. Jeremy who was last year. My good. Oh wait, yeah. I like how he jumps to Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> I was going to be my next one. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is correct. Twenty twenty. Back to me. Yep. Cam Newton. 
C number one pick? Cam Newton is correct. 2011. Back to, back to Jeremy. I'm just going to stick with the big quarterbacks. Give you 10 seconds. Tyler Murray. Tyler Murray's correct. Two years ago, 2019. Jeez, you know, you think this would be easy, but it's like. You overthink it, you know. You, you sit here and you overthink it. Back to me? I, yep. Alex Smith. 2005. You said the last 25 years? Yes. So what is that? 1990 would be six? 96? 99. I think it's five. 2005. Okay. Yeah, because the 2021 draft hasn't happened. So right. 1990. Okay. All right. Back to Jeremy. Jared Goff. Jared Goff's correct. Seth, this is where it gets rough. <laughs> this is where it gets rough. Ryan Leaf? Is that within the last 25? He's no. 90, 98. Wait a second. That's wrong. He was not the first overall pick. Wait. Hey, oh, shoot. I got it. I no. got it. Okay, can I, I, ready? Am I, am I good? It's Jeremy's, it's Jeremy's pick. <laughs> you, you cut out a little. I know what you said, but you cut out a little bit. Say it again. Peyton Manning. The Sheriff is correct. Sheriff. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just a little bit of a flub there at the end by <laughs> Seth Murray. So, can I, Seth, you got another one? Because I got another one right away. I'm ready right away. Now you got me, re I got, I'm revisiting history in my head. And I'm like, oh, I got you. Here we go. For the time, there's one point possible for the next five. Okay? Wait, I, I should get another turn because you, you were lost. Even, even, if, even if you got it right, you only got four. Jeremy had five. So, Jeremy is five for five? Yep. Yeah. Well, so I here we go. I didn't get five answers. Oh, you're right. I mean, here we go. Resetting. I so I got a point, right? Resetting here. Okay. Seth, or we're gonna we're gonna do another five, right? We're gonna do another penalty kick back and forth. This is for one I'm point. A, do I get a point for that first five? Yeah, you've got two points. You're oh. winning now. You're winning now. Oh, I got two. Oh, and oh, for I the interest and for the interest of competition, Seth can get back one point and tie it up again if he beats you in this next five. Okay. We all understand. I got five points. Isn't it five to four right now? We're yeah, doing we only get two slate. points. It's five to four. Oh. So we're going to do another round. If I get the point for this, we tie it up. We do a tiebreaker. If you get it, you this, win. This is a one pointer, then, not a two. Yes. Well, we're going to, again, do a best out of five for the rest of the board. Okay. Jamie's smart. <laughs> I should be writing these down, but I'm not. Oh, I starting. I write everything down. <laughs> starting with Seth. Yeah, sure. All right. Matt Last Liner. 25. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, you didn't find wow. – I didn't finally answer you. You got five seconds, though. No, Three. I'm like Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Um, it's a okay. safe pick. Okay. That is correct. Jeremy. Huh? My, my turn? Back to you. I'm writing down Seth so I don't say him. Uh, Mario Williams. That is correct. 2006. Carson Palmer was 2003. You said Matt Liner, Seth. Boom, got one. <laughs> All 
Back to Seth. Reggie Bush? Two to Mario. He's two to Mario. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Back to Jeremy. Tim Couch. 1999. Number one to my main man, Donovan McNabb. To the Browns. Seth, back to you. He was one to the the Browns. Browns. That was the last time. If if there's three quarterbacks that go one, two, three, that was the last time that happened. Achilles Smith was third to the Bengals. By the way, you were right. It was 1996 is the earliest in this class. That was my fault. But it wouldn't have helped you anyway. So, back to Seth. Uh, David. Yeah, David Carr. Okay. That I, is I had to make sure I had the right Carr, brother. I was like, wait a minute. 2002. First pick of the Houston Texans. Franchise history. Back to Jeremy. Mike Vick. Mike Vick. 2001. <laughs> Pressure's on, Seth. Got to get it right. <clears throat> Jeremy, can I see your list? Nope. <laughs> there's a lot. I'm going to say, you guys got a lot of history. There's a lot. You know, there's we, a lot of reasons. We we're missing a lot of modern stuff. We are. We, yeah. I know, like, the last five years. We said 2018, 2019. We said this past year, too. So, like, 17, 16. But, honestly, I don't even know for the last five, six years. I'm five seconds. There. Uh, five seconds. You've been talking. I know I have. Matt Safford. Has he already been said? Nope. 2009. Jeremy, Jeremy said his name earlier, so I was like, wait a minute. Back to Jeremy. Jake Long. 2008. Jeez, yeah. We're showing our age here. All right, Seth, old people. Seth, before you answer, you need this. You need this one <laughs> to continue. All right. So we said 10, I believe. We said 11. Um, boy, oh, boy. Um, Jeremy, you said Jared Goff. Jared Goff was set. Yep. What year was he? Probably 15, 14, 15. He's yeah. going to be around there. Um, Jared Goff was 2016. Five seconds. I don't know. I'll let you have a guess. Just guess. I'll let you have a guess. You're going to have to give me like another 10 seconds to think. Just think of those years. Pressure is getting to me. I'm crumbling like the Minnesota Vikings here. 17, 15, 14, 13, 12. Um, oh, uh, uh, Brit, Brit, uh, Gil, Gilbert. Uh, what's his name? The Jags quarterback. What's Bradley? Um, what's his name? Something Gilbert or Gabbert. Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert was wrong. He is the second to oh. Cam Newton. He was, he was two or three. Okay. Well, I thought I was for sure there. If I could get his name. Jeremy Ice is back it. to 96? Yeah, I mean, you won. If you want to keep guessing, you can. I got them all here if you want, though. Oh, so I won. I won. You, yeah, yeah, you, you won. Did he get all five again? Uh, he got the four. He got all four. So if you want to guess, you can. I was trying Finish to guess the last time the Jaguars got one. Seth has got me stuck in the Jaguars. Was it uh... Tony Baselli? No, they had a more modern one. What's um, his nuts? 
that they played quarterback and took him to the AFC Championship. He was in the first round. Byron, Le- Byron Leftwich, was it? No, I don't, I don't think I don't think they've had one in the last twenty five years. Number one overall pick, really? The I don't think so. How about? Isn't that crazy? Jake Long. That is kind of crazy. Um, hmm. So, oh, what Sam years Bradford? are we? Oh, Sam Bradford. Bradford. Yeah. What years are we missing, Owen? Here you go. You guys can both guess as we go down the list here. So we're missing 2017. 2017. 2017. Is it offense or defense? Defense. So it's a pass rusher. 2017, 2017. Cleveland Browns. Oh, Garrett. Oh. Miles Garrett? Jared, Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Yeah, I 20... thought him, but I wasn't remember if he was one or if he was later. Yep. Yeah, he's first. 2015. Offensive defense. Offense. 2015, that's a quarterback. Gotta be. Who came with the same year? That's Deshaun Watson in them, isn't it? No. No, that's before. That's earlier than them. Um Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks. Oh, Winston. James Winston. James. 2014. I can't. Seth, how did we figure, think of him and Mariota? I don't know. Mariota went 14. top 10, correct? Mariota went second. Mariota was two. Uh, oh, 14 was yeah. quarterbacks, too, wasn't it? Defense. Year before. Team. Texans. Is that? That's no. not. That's, that's clowny, isn't it? That's clowny. Really? He's been in the league that long now? Wow. 2014. Okay. Seven oh. years, yeah. All right. 2013. I'm lost. You're no, I got nothing. Offense. The team helps me more. So you got to you got to tell me the team. Not a quarterback. Uh, it's got to be an offensive Tackle, line. Then. Yeah, I was going to say. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Fisher. Oh, Eric, Eric Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, okay. 2012. Hey, 2013, that's when Lane came out. Yep. 2012, though. Come on. This one hurts. This one hurts, you guys. Offense. Nine years ago, offense. That's not AP, neck, is it? No, no, no. Beard. Was oh, that? Neckbeard. Travis Neckbeard. 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 Indianapolis Colts. Oh, oh Andrew Luck. It's good you know, one. how did we think? Seth, some of these, I don't know how we didn't think of them. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I you, mean, you, you got Jake gonna... Long, Jamarcus Russell, Mario Williams, Alex Smith, <laughs> all in a row. Uh, 2004, offense. Baker, Joe, Kyler, Jared Goff, Peyton Manning, Tim Coach, Mario. <laughs> 2004, offense. Team. 2004, that was around Bush. What no? That was a twenty four. You said Bush two thousand six. Yeah. Yep. So it's two thousand four. That wasn't a running back, was it? Originally uh Oh, Eli Manning. Oh yeah. You know, Eli was a name that Eli came to my mind too. I was gonna say originally the pick belonged to the Chargers, and then (laughs) what happened? Um Carson Palmer, David Carr, Mike Vick. Two thousand, you're just not gonna get. Just not gonna get it. Team and position or offense. Just give me the team. Just give me the team. Yeah, team helps. Two thousand defense. The Cleveland Browns. 
Oh, oh it's Courtney. Uh, Courtney. Yes. yes, yes, that sounds right. Courtney. Um... Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown. There it is. Yeah. Defensive end. Yep. Hey, I remember I playing NFL name. Street. One other what? name. Uh, Kajana Carter, was he a number one pick? 95. He would just been outside the list. Yep. No. The last two here, 1997, great players, 1997. Offense, St. Louis Rams. Marshall, no. Um, not Kurt Warner, not Mark Bolger, obviously. Bolger. Is it Tori? St. Louis the Rams. Receivers? Orlando Pace. Offense, yes. Oh, Orlando Pace. 1996, New York Jets. Curtis Martin. Offense. Oh, Keyshawn Johnson. Yes. No. Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. yep. Number one overall. Keyshawn, Curtis, the only time a receiver has ever been won. Yep. I, I think it's safe to say I won this, Seth. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. You won trivia today. Proud of you. Good job to all those involved. Seth loses by two. He had the lead going into final and then uh, then lost it. Yep. Unfortunately. You know what? That's all right because you win some, you lose some. I'm going to come back next week even stronger because – Who's uh, – am I, am I host next week? You're hosting next good. week. Because I've got some good ones. I've got like some – Modern ones too. I'm not going to bury you guys with history stuff. I got some did bury us with history ones. last time. Okay, I'm I'm ready for it. But you know what else I'm ready for? Mock draft season. You ready? To, bing, 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 bing. You ready to to mock some mocks here, Owen? Is this the transition? Should we say goodbye to everybody until Monday? Goodbye, everybody, till Monday. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> no. Adios. You know what? Adios. Yes. Adios. We'll see you Monday with Mark Jeff 3.0. Yeah,